We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, I feel like we have an episode for you today. Those who like Nate, like hearing him rant on about things. This is a very Nate podcast, I have a feeling. But, wow. Uh, how are you doing? Throwing shade already. We're, we're not shade. even a minute I, in. I know exactly how this podcast is, is going to go. I know exactly how it is. I'm hoping. I, I don't think it, it'll be too long. Um, don't have too crazy of news. Of course, we got the, I guess, emergency podcast here. Um, if anybody watched the podcast last night, Friday night, um, you watched it all the way through. You knew the Robin, Robert Stevenson news was kind of coming out as that podcast was ending. Obviously, as w- the night went on, it became not official, but um, it sounds pretty official. Robert Murray um, and somebody from Talking Baseball, I don't know who it is, um, did report that Robert Stevenson is going to sign with the Angels for the original report is 3 for 33. Is that what I'm seeing? I haven't seen an official number though. Yeah. I think it's I th- it, I've seen three for thirty-three. Three for thirty-three. Um, so we'll we'll wait in here on that. I'm sure we'll bring it up on Monday's podcast or whenever the Angels do make this official. But Angels do make a move before we get going, before Nate, before Nate has his time. Nate, it'll be your time to shine here shortly. Just want to thank everybody for watching and listening here at Talking Halos. Again, if you could go ahead and subscribe, hit that bell. If you could, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Let us know what you like and dislike about the podcast. Um, you know, follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow myself on Twitter or X at Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34. Said 30 weird there, but 34. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get it rolling here. Nate, I'm going to let you take it away here in a second. Hold on real quick. Angels do sign or believe to be signing Robert Stevenson. Reliever was with the Reds, was with the Rockies, was with the Pirates, was with the Rays. Now is a free agent. Three years close to, let's say, over $30 million because I don't think it's quite official yet. But three years seems to be pretty um, pretty official. <sighs> Give us your thoughts. Go ahead. Shout out to Jolly. Uh, that's the guy who who reported it. So shout out to him. Um, I, I'm just not a huge fan of giving relievers money. You know it. Um, is that unless the only, he's a closer? So wait, I got a question. Is that the only thing that's the issue with this? Because that's the only thing I have an issue with. Is the money? Is is that the only? Do you like Robert Stevenson as a reliever? Do I like him as a reliever in a high leverage situation? No. Do I like him as a reliever? Sure, but like. I think you can find other Robert Stevensons for way cheaper. Um, the 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 problem with this for me is not how do I say this well. So the money is a big issue for me. I, I don't understand paying middle relievers. It just makes no sense. Um, I think the biggest problem I have is I'm sick and tired of seeing Perry pay for what have you done, not what are you going to do. Um, I, I think we've seen this a lot with Aaron Loop, Ryan Tapera, um, Tyler Anderson. Um, all these guys really come to mind where it's like, what have you done? What did you do last year? Not what are you going to do over the course of your contract? And I think that's a big, big issue with, with what Perry has done um, since coming on. He's paid for guys' best years of their career um, right before free agency and not paid for what they're going to do as a member of the angels. And I know everyone's going to say, Oh, you don't know that, that uh, Tyler Anderson's going to be bad. Everyone in their mother knew that Tyler Anderson was going to be bad last year. Just, just look at the numbers. Like it, they, it's not that hard. The dude is a career four five ERA guy. He has one career year with the Dodgers and we're going to expect that he's 33 years old, throwing slower than he ever has. And we're going to expect that all of a sudden he's going to continue to be, a top 15 pitcher in baseball? Like, no, it, it, it's just not, it's just not feasible. So I think that's what my real issue is, is that we're paying high end dollar for a guy who over the course of his three years, he might have one year of an ERA under three, but he probably will have one year of an ERA over four and closer to five. So that's what my issue is. It, it It's not necessarily Stevenson. Um, it's just, I just don't see how you're going to win uh, 
with this contract. And I think that's the goal of every contract is finding a way to win it. Um, for, for what it's worth. And I know this isn't much last year. Um, his worst leverage was medium leverage situations. According to fan graphs, um, high leverage, he threw 11 in the third innings. He had a, a point one, a point one three nine batting average against. He had a, uh, where do I have? That's I don't have ERA. Um, in high leverage situations, but he had a sub a sub three FIP in high leverage situations. Um, struck out a, struck out more than K per nine, um, or nine per. You know what I mean. We gotta stop this. What do you there got? There we go. You good? It just was saying. Uh, uh, it was just recording you say uh for twenty minutes. We're still good. We're still recording. I'm still here for twenty minutes. That's all we had was uh. uh, uh. Yeah. Now we're good. All right. So I mean, I'll, I'll go back to it. it was, did, you, uh, did you hear? Uh, for like, did you hear high leverage situations? I heard high leverage, and then you were yeah, about you... to say uh, and that's all it kept repeating. Okay, let's go back to high leverage situations. Then I apologize for the technical difficulties. High leverage situations. Eleven and third innings pitched. Uh, he faced 43 batters, not a lot in the high leverage situations. Um, he had a sub three ERA in those situations, 0.139. Biggest thing there is he didn't pitch a whole lot in high leverage situations, more in those low to medium leverage situations. Um, so that that is the issue. You did pay why, him. Why do, you think, why do you think a team that is the smartest team in Major League Baseball decided, hey, you haven't pitched good pretty much in your entire career. You've had one good year before last year. How about we have him pitch in low to medium leverage, leverage situations? Like, this isn't rocket science, and the Angels are going to be like, oh, he was great in low to medium leverage situations, a la Aaron Loop, a la set, Ryan Tapera. You got to set the expectations. And, like, I, I agree with you here, because, like, Loop But, but you're not paying whatever. a guy $11 million to pitch in low leverage situations. No, that's no. the problem. That's that's the issue that I have as well, is that you're paying somebody you're paying somebody way too much to pitch in the, in in. In, in not the right situations. You're back to this same thing again. He's a, he's a seventh inning guy with a three run lead. Like he's not an eighth or ninth inning guy. He's, he's what you were hoping Ryan Tapera was. And you know, you can look, you can look at his career save opportunities, three for 16 in his career. Uh, I know a lot of people are, are thinking this is the new angels closer. No. Um, I, I would strongly, strongly disagree with that. I would say that it is a Stavis's job until proven otherwise, then Joyce is going to get an opportunity at this. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Jose Soriano gets an opportunity at, at, at the closer's role. I don't think there is a closer. There's not one person on the staff that is the for sure closer. Based on money, Stevenson would be the guy, but I'm not. I'm just not huge on it. I know he changed his cutter, his slider to a cutter last year, and that was big. Gave him a lot of success. Change, change the spin. Change the spin. He didn't. It's it's say they rule it as a cutter. He, gyro slider. Gyro slider. He throws it harder. Okay. He throws it harder. Um, So I I understand that. And I understand that, you know, people are going to point to that and be like, oh, you know, like he went to Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay changed one thing. And all of a sudden he's ridiculously good. Let's be honest. How many times has Tampa gotten rid of a pitcher and the guy done better when he has left Tampa? 
Doesn't happen very often. I know people are going to sit here and say, Blake Snell this, Blake, Blake Snell, Snell that, Blake Snell Blake this. Snell. Blake Snell. Blake Snell had a five-year array his first year after Tampa. Um, Blake Snell was not good the first two two and a half years with San Diego. He had a really good second half with San Diego this last year. Probably a good three quarters of a season, if you want to be honest. So let's not shout Blake Snell at, at the top of our lungs saying that this dude has been elite since leaving Tampa Bay. Um, you you look at guys like Chris Archer. Chris Archer was was legit. David Price was not the same guy when he left Tampa Bay. Um, and, and then you go back to to even some some more recent guys. Jeremy Hellickson. Um, who? Jeremy Hellickson's an age. Oh, Hellickson. Um, yeah. Emilio Emilio Pagan, I think, left Tampa and went to San Diego and and pitched and was o- pitched okay, but not the same guy for sure. And Tampa then went to Minnesota and was a laughing stock in Minnesota. It, T- Tampa Tampa does do it differently. I do I do agree there. The biggest thing Tampa also knows when to let guys go because they get the most out of their guys and then then they kind of fall apart. Um the biggest thing, and you bring up a very interesting point. Like I was watching the differences between between Stevenson's strikeouts with Pittsburgh last last year and Stevenson's strikeouts with um, with Tampa Bay last year. Obviously, he had a lot more at Tampa Bay. But biggest thing that the Tampa Bay catchers, whoever the catcher was at the time, was big glove up in the zone with the fastball, right? Big glove, like we're throwing, we're up in the zone, we're up in the zone with that fastball. I yeah, I saw. I that. have a weird feeling that the Angels aren't going to do that, right? Like they're going to be like live down the zone, live down the zone. Big, big strikes, big, you know, big target up in the zone for Stevenson, and then even with the the modified slider, whatever the gyro still slider, more cutter, whatever, whatever you want to call it, they still even sat up in the zone a little bit, but he had trouble commanding it up in the zone, which which worries me just just a little bit on that side of stuff. Now, for me, for me, the biggest thing here. Is is the money right? Three years for a reliever is is a lot. Plus an option. Three years plus. We don't know what the option is yet, but three years, regardless of the option, three years is a lot for a reliever. Um, and eleven million dollars a year is is a lot for a reliever. Granted, I'll throw off his stats right here. He was a different pitcher from Pittsburgh to to Tampa Bay. Everybody explained that to me to me last night on on social media. But last last season, yeah. um, as a whole, he had a three two two ERA one six to uh batting average against he put up a 0.9 fan graphs war he had the third most strikeouts um third most strikeouts in his career i think he had the highest strikeout percentage in his in his career so he had a, he had a good year now for me again am i giving somebody like that 11 million and 12 whatever million dollars he gets per year probably not one of the big reasons too is when fan graphs and i you know stats prove I, I was told that stats I was, I was told this by a Cubs coach one time that I worked with stats only show and prove what is actually going on. Right. Like the numbers prove what's going on. So like, that's why the numbers matter so much. So he's never been worth, according to Fangraphs. Fangraphs says a win is worth $8 million. He's never been, he's, he's never had a, been a 1.0 yep. war pitcher. Um, <laughs> I know that probably doesn't mean a whole lot, but to give somebody more than what a win is worth is 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 a lot for me. Now, if the Angels would have given him Ryan Tapera money, I think we're kind of having a little bit of a different conversation here. Um, just because of the track record, and I'll say this, the track record is more so like Aaron Loop's track record where he's had better seasons where Ryan Tapera, Ryan Tapera had one good season with um with the White Sox and then you could argue Stevenson's had Two good years, I guess. 
I'd, I'd say he's been like, if you look at his, so if you look at his ERA by, by season, like I would consider it, you know, all, like he's good. He's bad. He's good. He's bad. So Cincinnati, he was a little bit of a starter here trying to find his role. Um, first year, 608 um, ERA brought it down to four, six, eight back Still up to nine, good. back up above nine. No, brought it back down to three, seven, six back up. That's to what nine. I'm saying. It's like, okay, three, one, three, three, seven, three, six is okay. Five, five, four, three. Three zero one last year. Like, what's he going to be moving forward? He's thirty. He's going to start losing velocity in the fastball, um, which is a big, you know, big part of his game. Another thing that the Rays did too is they cut off, they cut down the amount he was throwing his fastball and made it made him throw his cutter a little bit more. And he made him actually they didn't make him throw his cutter more. They made him throw the split finger a little bit more. Nobody's really been talking about that split finger change up, whatever you want to call it, um, nearly as much. So, Nate. Going back to what you said, am I going to spin this off and say this was a good signing? I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of of the signing. I'm not. I'm a I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm not a big fan, but I'm a fan of Robert Stevenson. I wish it would have been less money, right? Like I I wish it would have been Ryan Tapera type of money, and then I would feel a little bit better. Um, or why can't why Even why not still, one year? You know. Well. I don't think Stevenson was going to take one year based on what he was looking for. But even still, Ryan Tapera, he got eight. So he still wouldn't be worth his contract according to Fangraph's war and all that, right? So, like, I'm still not in on giving Robert Steven $8 million, let alone $11 million. Like, I hope I'm wrong. I I hope he's really good. But, like, you just look at the track record. You look at what's gone on. And we have not been good with getting relief pitchers on big time deals. Um, you look, you look at the guys who have been good for us. We've actually gotten them late and have gotten them for little to no money or way less than people thought they were going to get. Um, Matt Moore comes to mind. People didn't think he was going to get as much as, or people thought he was going to get a lot of money. What are you talking about? Seven. That's, that's a lot of money for it. That's more than I would pay for a reliever. He was good reliever. But but he, but they were saying he he was going to get this type of contract. That's what I'm saying. Like people thought he was going to get a three-year, thirty million dollar contract based on how good he was. Um, so the Angels' track record with with pitching with pitching in general hasn't been good uh, since Perry's taken over. He's done a really good job of of developing pitching, of getting pitching through the minor leagues. But guessing on pitching and free agency, I Matt Moore comes to mind of like a hit. But other than that, I I can't think of too many hits that he's had. Um, when, when you think of guys that he signed, can can you think of guys that he signed that's been like, oh, that was a for sure hit? Like Estevez, you can say is a hit, but like I wouldn't say that was like. I would say it wasn't a miss, but I wouldn't say it was a hit either. If that makes I, sense, I I think that um, he didn't quite. He, he probably met expectations of what Angel fans were thinking, but based on the contract, you thought he was going to be a little bit better. Um, Aaron Loop, complete miss. Ryan DePera, complete miss. Tyler Anderson, complete miss. Um, Tyler Anderson's not a reliever. Keep Tyler Anderson off the plate. I, I just said, I just said, I just said pitchers in general. Think, think of pitchers in general that Perry has signed, and it's been a, it's been a miss, miss, miss. Noah Syndergaard, eh. Michael Lorenzen, eh. Hurt. Those guys were those okay. Guys are, those guys are fine. I'm, I'm fine, fine but I'm fine but, with the Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard made $21 million. Was he a $21 million pitcher? No, you can argue that it got us Mickey Moniak, and that's fine, but he was not worth $21 million and a first-round draft pick, or a second-round draft pick, excuse me. Same thing, Tyler Anderson. Eh. Michael Renson hurt down the stretch, not not where you want him to be. 
would have liked him to be healthy around July, so you could have traded him, but that's a different story. I, I just feel like it's hard to to look at the track record with Perry and be like, you know what, this is a great signing. He has been great when getting relief pitchers. He's been great just getting pitchers in general. Um, and this is going to work out really well for the Angels. And you could just even look at the track record of Angels free agents coming in lately, and it hasn't been great. So uh, I, I'm not I'm not overly excited about this. I just don't see him as a late-inning guy, which when you're giving a guy $11 million, he's got to be a late-inning guy. Um, and, and I just I don't see the longevity of this. This is a three-year contract. You're expecting him to be good for three years. Um, Best-case scenario, he is good, and you're – who, who's wanting to trade for a guy making $11 million at at the deadline in, in two or three years? I don't know. We'll see. That's best case scenario if the Angels aren't in it because, like you said, the window is probably about three years from now. That would be best case scenario was he is on the team right when the window is opening. Correct? Yeah. Which, which really sucks because you'd rather him sign a one-year deal, be able to trade him, get back pieces, and then move on and – and and try to go find another reliever because like you said his his career has been so up and down in these 3 years you're probably going to get one good year, one bad year and one 3 7 4 he's going to be right around there is my guess in those 3 years. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see like I said it'll I'm going to guess it'll probably be up and down. For for me at the end of the day I'm that's this isn't the way the way the angels had built this bullpen before signing Stevenson's the way, the way that I, you know, would have been building, would have been building this bullpen. I'm not saying to pair and loop, but like this year um, I did like, you know, the way the angels are doing it. Keep, keep those signings under $5 million. Try to go find those, you know, diamonds in a rough that, that aren't that easy to find um, because you know, you're going to have to pay a lot for, for an established guy like this. I mean, we saw how much Josh Hader Hader got. Um, so Yeah. Um, with, with that being said, I know we've, we've been negative, not huge fans of, of the dollar amount. I, I like Robert Stevenson. I think he's fine. I wouldn't give him that amount. I know there's the California tax that you have to pay guys and things like that. But, um, and I'm, I just think that, I think that building bullpens, it's so volatile. It's so hard to build a bullpen to, to, to waste money like this is, is tough for me. So we'll, uh, well, Especially looking at other teams and how they do it, like does Tampa spend any money on the bullpen? No, no Tampa's Tampa's that's a, that's the thing between the Angels and Tampa Bay and the Angels and the Dodgers and the Angels and good teams is that those teams, yes, they like they, okay, the Dodgers have spent more, but let's let's focus on Tampa. Tampa focuses all of their efforts in player development, and that's what makes them good. The Angels don't do that, right? So, like exactly what I just said about about how the catcher sets up and knowing what what Robert Stevenson's weak or strengths are and weaknesses are and going towards his strengths. That's what Tampa was able to establish. You look at the Pittsburgh pirates. They don't do the, they don't do it. There's a reason why they didn't go to the playoffs for 20 straight years. You know, the Dodgers, where do they put all their money? They put all their money in player development. And that's, that's, that's what makes good teams nowadays. It's, it's not buying teams at by, by any means. Like you look at San Diego trying to buy teams. The angels have tried to buy teams. There are so many teams out there that try to buy teams and it's, that's not the way that's not the way it works. Even even the Yankees of late, right? Like as much money as they put out there. The Mets, another perfect example. But the Yankees. If the Yankees right now are a perfect example. Like with how much money they have always put out there, they're a very good development team. But they're 
there's a reason why they haven't won a world series in such a long time. Same thing with the Mets. There's a reason why they haven't won either. Like there's a reason why the teams that are winning world series are very good developing teams at, at the end of the day. So um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't blame the money that they're putting in the free agents. I blame the the lack of money that's being put into the angels development. With that being said, um, the angels bullpen is kind of, I'll, I'll say it's kind of fun when it comes to the velocity side of things, the side of things, it's something that we haven't seen. Um, ever by the angels. And I, it's, it's, it's a lot. I know this doesn't get wins and it doesn't push towards the angels getting wins, but it, it's a lot more fun and a lot better of a bullpen when you have guys that aren't 90 to 93, 94, like, yes, every good bullpen has a Jimmy Herget has, you know, that soft tossing Adam Colerick lefty um, type of guy that, that throws it off. But you also have like, look at, Look at look at the Astros and what they were throwing out there. Seven, eight, and nine. When was that? In twenty twenty two, when we raved about them, their bullpen. Like you're throwing out. Presley's yeah. not overly velo wise, but he's all right. I mean, he's ninety five to ninety eight with a disgusting slider, so he's better than most, right? I mean, you look at the Angels. You have Ben Joyce, average fastball velo one hundred and one. Jose Soriano, 90, 99 miles an hour. Estevez sits at ninety seven. Luis Garcia, who the Angels brought back, sits at ninety seven. Um, Robert Stevenson sits just under 97. Kelvin Caceres, who I, I don't know if he's going to make the team, but sits right at about 97 miles an hour. So that's a lot more fun. Um, I know fastballs are you know easy to time up, and you need a secondary pitch. But like if there's one thing that's nice that the Angels are, are starting to do now, it's it's add velocity to the bullpen, and and that was something that I thought they were missing for a long time. You know, it's a lot easier to hit 91 to 93. Well, I, I don't know if I even agree with what I was going to say there. Is it easier to hit 91, 93 with movement? So Noe Ramirez or Jose Soriano that, or, or let's say Shohei Otani's fastball. That's not really a good fastball. I know I have to bring up Shohei Otani, but Shohei Otani can kick it up to 100, 101. That's just flat fastball. You know, is, is it easier to hit? I know? think it's way easier to hit a flat fastball. Yeah, It's easier to hit fine. a flat fastball. You just time that thing up. Guys see the ball out of the hand a long time. It, it's a lot easier, but I, I am just for fun looking at teams bullpen wise last year, Dodgers, um, best war in, in baseball from the bullpen, Baltimore, number two, not overly expensive with the bullpen. Um, Philly was number three. They not really overly expensive with the bullpen, Miami, number four, Cincinnati, number five, Seattle, number six, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Atlanta. It helps. It You're helps. not seeing. I'll say this. It helps when you're winning games, right, as well. Like when you're putting guys in right situations, you know, when you're not putting guys in, in losing situations. I think a lot of those teams are, are right situational type of guys, right? Like Seattle had a lot of – Seattle had some injuries in that bullpen too. And the fact Seattle that just plays the waiver wire. They just okay. say, uh, we'll fix anyone. Do you throw hard and we'll, we'll make it work. Like C- Seattle is the team that frustrates me the most. Because they they just can just be like, oh, Tapia, yeah, Milwaukee DFA'd him. We'll claim him. All of a sudden, one of the best relievers for them. Um, yeah, they traded for uh, the San Diego kid. Yeah, they traded one of their best relievers away in the middle of the season, and their bullpen got better. They traded one of their best relievers before the season, and their bullpen got better. Like, it, it just makes no sense. They're getting, they're trading bullpen pieces for starting position players and getting better in the bullpen. It, it, it's just mind-boggling, and we're over here spending eleven million dollars 
eight well, million dollars on Aaron Loop, you know, seven and a half on Ryan Tapera, and I, they're not they're not performing. You prove my point. Well, you prove my point exactly, right? Seattle's been very good at development. Like it goes back to my argument from the entire the entire like Angels issue. It's not it's not you know Perry. It's not this, not that, but it's development. Like you need to put more into development. Like at the end of the day. And it it sucks not seeing that. So, you got any final thoughts before I let everybody go? No, this is we'll we'll see how this thing goes. This will be a roller coaster of a ride, I'm sure. Interested to see what role they decide to put him in, and whether it's a, a closer role or a, a seventh eighth inning role. Hopefully, it's closer to that sixth seventh role, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited for the fastball velo. So, guys, with all that being said, thank you so much for watching and listening here at Talking Halos. Go ahead and follow us on our social medias. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you have not already and you're watching us on YouTube. Hit that bell as well. Um, leave a comment. Let us know how you feel about this signing. Again, you can follow myself on X at Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34 Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.